They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing te technical difficulties. Please stand by. All right, episode 27 of Inside the Mind of B. Scott. Welcome back to uh, some more nonsense. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, like it, share it, subscribe to it, follow it. Uh, tell your friend to tell a friend to tell another friend to just, you know, just scream from the rooftops that I have a podcast and that you love it oh so much. Uh, yeah, share it once. like COVID. Yes. What? Wait. No, don't do that. <laughs> and there he is, uh, joined once again by my buddy Rich, who I found out yesterday has been quarantined. Yeah. Hey, it sucks so bad. <laughs> what happened? How did this end up? <sighs> I don't know. In your home? Some dude showed up to work with, uh, you know, symptoms, and he's like, "Oh, I don't feel good." I'm like, "Oh Christ, here we go." Oh. And the, of course, you know, our leadership is like, all right, well, you need to go get tested by the medics. And they did and sent it into work. And then they're like, oh, he's got COVID. I was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm in a small, tiny little freaking room with you counting weapons. And you're sitting here just touching everything that I'm touching, vice versa. And I'm like, great. So I get tested. Of course, comes back negative. But I got to stay home for 14 days. Right. Yay. Well, because because they say if just because you test negative today doesn't mean that you won't test positive tomorrow. Yeah, I know. But I think this whole like, well, the, the studies that I've reading in medical journals, because, you know, I have nothing else but time um, <laughs> is, <laughs> and I'm a nerd, that typo blood is actually pretty immune to it and i'm o negative so oh that hypothesis is working right now huh well there you go so that's that's a plus i didn't know that i don't even know what type of what blood type i am so that doesn't help you kind of need to know that being in war right well yeah i mean clearly your profession and my profession are mostly different uh hey i used to have your profession you used to but not anymore so when they told me the station doesn't exist anymore so go away i was like oh okay <laughs> you know, we, I, th I think professionally we're on two opposite ends of the spectrum where like I get paid to talk and uh, play music and do podcasts and you get paid to shoot at people. And you Well, know. I talk and I play podcasts, but just not mine. I, yeah, um, but I don't, I don't play podcasts. I record those. I make them. Oh, oh, oh. Is this what I we're mean, doing right now? Yeah, I mean, technically, you're doing that as well, but it's not so, your profession. It, it, hello? Hi. Am I in there? What's happening? Am I in your head right now? Hi, what's happening? Yes, we are inside the mind of B. Scott, oh. which is a wonderful place. What are you drinking, lemonade? Sure. <laughs> is, that a, is, that a, is that a craft beer? No, it's just a cold can of what seems to be 95% water. Oh, what is it? What's the other 5%? <laughs> yep. Oh, so you're, it's not, it didn't look like a Coors Light. No, I, what? <laughs> I'm a man, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So I was Jeez. thinking on my way to the station today, which I thought was weird, but as I was commuting here, 
<laughs> um, a gentleman drove by me in a Corvette going the opposite <sighs> way, which looked to be, and I could be wrong because I didn't really get a good look at it, but it looked like a Stingray. Um, was it the new one or was no, it? No, no, like, it, was, it was an oh. older. It was like Chris Tucker Stingray in Rush Hour. Oh, okay. So that might be a C3, I think. Um, but it, and, and again, I could be, it may not have even been a Stingray. It could have just been an older vet convertible, but. Well, I mean, they, they, they call them. I mean, I mean, the, St the Stingray definitely had a, a, a specific type. So it, it looked like one, but yeah. I went, Ooh. And then I noticed that it was orange and I was like, eh. <laughs> well, I mean, orange is the original, like they, they call it hugger orange, which was Chevy's color that they painted their engine blocks. Yeah, see, um, the only car that I think should be orange is the Dodge Charger, and okay. it should be the General Lee. Like that's it. That's it. If you got a, if you got a classic car that's orange, it should be the General Lee. Okay, fair enough. That's just me. That's a Dukes of Hazard thing. Other, not a big fan of the color orange on vehicles. You know, I'm trying to think back to Chris Tucker's. I think it's either a C2 or a C3 because I think it was either 70s or early 80s. I don't know. It was nice. I think it's early seventies, so it might be a C two. Okay, sure. We'll go with that. And that, and they did have a version called the Stingray in the seventies. So yeah, gotcha. So it, it could be that. You know, I was actually, you know, when you're talking about vehicles, of course, I'm a big car guy. Um, do you see that the new Bronco came out? Uh, I had heard that it was coming out. I didn't. I didn't see it yet. Uh, I know that they were going back to like the uh, the nineties body style. No, actually, the 60s. The 60s. Yeah. Well, whatever, they, whatever OJ drove was the body style they were going back to. Oh, no, no, no. That's, he's got the 90s version. That's the quintessentially the same year that he did his little joyride. They stopped making the Bronco. I don't think there's a coincidence in that. but No. Um, the big thing is that they took like 66, 67 body, body styling and put it towards the new 2021 version. Really? And it's actually pretty good. They got a two-door and they got a four-door, but it's not like – it's got a four-cylinder and a six-cylinder. Yeah, no, that that seems like it should be a uh, six or an eight. I mean, isn't it – Yeah, it, I mean – It's the, a heavy this, vehicle. Like, why would you want a four-cylinder SUV? I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, let me they let are – Let me rephrase that. Why would you want a four-cylinder full-size SUV? I mean, like, you can get – the smaller ones, like a CRV that is a four-cylinder, wouldn't be bad because it's not a big, heavy vehicle. But it's See, a Bronco. This, right. A CRV is not a bad car. It's a point A to point B car. That's your commuter car. Yeah. And, and if you want something that's going to reach back to the old days of styling and everything and have capability going off-road, yes, granted, they are turbo. And that's the whole big thing now. It's a twin-turbo V6 or a single-turbo uh, four-cylinder. But... You can't get a manual with the six-cylinder, only with the four-cylinder. Okay. So I think that was a big thing that takes away from people. Because people, like, you know, I like shifting gears. If, if you're a car person, right. you like shifting gears. And mm -hmm. it's much harder for the kids these days to steal those vehicles because they have no idea how to drive them. Right. <laughs> right. So I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just it – it, but the question, is, the question is, is, do they have OJ as a spokesperson for the car? No. They were originally going to release it on his birthday, but they quickly changed that, too. I think they should have at this point. I, you know, I think I, it would have been hilarious. Dude, at the, I mean, what would that, that happened in what, 92, 93? Something whole, like that, yeah. 
So, I mean, <laughs> it's not too soon for one. Um, no. And I think I would, I would definitely, well, I mean, you can't really play it up, play it up, like use mm. him as I'm, I would assume like, you know, uh, Ron Goldman's parents would be pissed and stuff like that if they were, you know, using OJ like that. But I think releasing it on his birthday would have been hilarious. I, I can see the Goldman's being upset with that. But I mean, the guy still is getting paid for royalties for stuff that he did way before. I mean, like Naked Gun movies. Right. He's still getting paid for that stuff. And, and you think Hertz rent a car still pays him at all? I don't think Hertz pays itself anymore. Oh. <laughs> they're long gone i think i think that was what who he uh he was he was doing commercials for was the hertz rent a car i remember seeing the commercial of the juice running through the airport yeah <laughs> it was hertz and i think he did isotoner with dan marino uh, yeah get the Which joke get it why they, <laughs> why they found those gloves <laughs> that were isotoners I'm so glad that you got that joke. Of course I did. What? All right. I'm just weren't, They weren't his. They didn't fit. That's, That's true. Well, they had to acquit. Um, I know you're not on Twitter, but no. but uh, OJ is. Uh, <laughs> that dude, let me tell you, okay? First of all, I mean, I gr- granted, it's been uh, well over uh, – it's been two decades. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. But that guy – is legitimately just living his best life, dude. Like zero Fs given at all about anything that he did. God, um, I wish. And and we're not talking just the the you know what he was acquitted of, mm. but the stuff he was guilty was found guilty of with the kidnapping and in the in, the entrapment or whatever it was. But <laughs> petty charges. Yeah, like he did prison time for whatever it was that he did. And now he's out and dude, he is his, I follow him on Twitter, dude. It's like one of my best follows. And that sounds Careful. so bad, but it's not like that. No, <laughs> only in, I'm only in trouble if he follows me, bro. Like, not, All right. There we go. There we go. Um, but seriously, like he'll just, he's always on the golf course and, or like, you know, sitting at his home, which the dude still lives in some ridiculous house out by the pool. Like he's, one of his six. Yeah, and dude, he's talking about like, like when football season is going on, and he's making picks, and he's saying what teams should do. It's, it is hilarious. Like that man, just does not even think about all the stuff that he's done. So he's taken like pretty much the decade of the '90s and just put it in a little box and put it on a shelf and said, "You just stay there. Don't come out." Yo, he didn't even put it on a shelf. He kicked that shit in the ocean. He's <laughs> like, "Don't come back." He was just like, mm, we're going to put it in a box and we're going to boot that son of a bitch right in the middle of the Atlantic. That's where yeah. that's going. And tie a cinder block to it. That box is, is sunk next to the Titanic, bro. Like that thing is just, damn. Yeah. Like he just zero F's given what's it's it. And I mean, I love it, but it's, it's funny to watch because not, and I don't mean for people that are like, what do you mean? It's funny. It's, <laughs> it's funny. Not ha ha funny. Ironic because like you just, you look at them and you're watching these videos or I'm watching these videos and I'm like, really, this is wow. Like you just <laughs> don't even, I don't, yeah. that shit doesn't even cross his mind. Like he, like at no point in his mind does he go, remember when I killed those two people? That <laughs> <laughs> would be something that come up like during a drink. Hey, you were back in the nineties. I don't know if you heard about this, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, remember that time you killed two people? <laughs> 
<laughs> that was that was cool. <laughs> like, oh shit, I gotta go. Like, yeah, check please. Did you see? I, I think we've talked about Chappelle's, um, like the stand, the, the the comedy special that he put out a while. It was not. It was his like, not a while back, but a while back type thing where uh, he came out and he was talking about uh, Juicy Smollett. Just Jussie. Oh yeah, yeah, Jussie yeah. Smollett, and he calls him the French actor Juicy Smollett. And all <laughs> but, then, but then he talks about the four times that I, I I still haven't sat down to watch the entire Netflix special. Like I catch clips of it here and there whether the like the videos pop up on facebook and or mm -hmm. uh, like watch them on youtube and stuff but he talks about the four times that he met oj simpson oh jesus dude it is hilarious like he talks about the first time he met him when he was a young comic starting out and how uh you know the juice came backstage and met him and you know wished him well and da 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 da, da. then the second time he met him in a restaurant and uh he in and, and and um Chappelle's like, and I could tell by the look on his face that he did not remember who I was. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then he talks about the third time he met him, which was at a show that Chappelle did at like uh, one of the little comedy shops out in California. And like, he goes, I walked out on stage and sitting front and center was OJ Simpson. And uh, nice. I guess he like went backstage and hung out after the show for like an hour and a half with the guys and like he goes, he couldn't have been nicer and more friendly and yada, yada, yada. And then he's like, he walked and he had to go. And he goes, and as soon as he walked out the door, me and all my boys turned around, and looked at each other. It's like, yo, he did that shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did it. He's yeah, like, yeah. yo, you could definitely tell he did it. And then the fourth time, obviously I'm, I'm surmising the whole thing. I don't need to sit here and just recite Chappelle comedy. No, um, you, you do it right. Go. No, I'm not <laughs> doing it verbatim for crying out loud. Um, <laughs> And the fourth time they were at some uh, Kentucky Derby party. Oh, and God. he goes, I'm, I, I was walking through this crowd and I saw over by the bar a face that I recognized and it was Chris Tucker. And he's like, and so him and Chris Tucker were hanging out. And at the time, he goes, at the time, both me and Chris Tucker were missing. It was, uh -oh. when, it was when they both had like, they were dealing with, um, I think, you know, maybe federal irs issues and and other Shocking. things and a celebrity uh, not paying their taxes who would have uh, well, thought i mean you know, chris tucker got himself in some trouble with all that stuff and then but, yeah. had other issues with other things and then he goes and then, and then walking through the crowd here comes oj simpson and recognized us both and he was oh. like and he was like chris dave let's take a picture and and, and Chappelle's like me and chris were both like no <laughs> <laughs> like probably not a good idea right now it's like right now he goes at the time i didn't really think that my career could handle a picture with oj simpson <laughs> that's so bad when you gotta sit there and go yeah i can't take a picture with this one particular dude i don't know why but i just can't <laughs> well i mean you know and it's crazy too how there are people that have given him a pass because of the fact that you know he ran for like 6,000 yards or 16,000 yards or whatever and was the Heisman Award winner and, and, and did all the stuff he did on the field. And But I remember you, you out, killed out, someone. <laughs> outside of those like crazy things that that man did, you never heard like bad talk about OJ. He always seemed to be very friendly. And, and That's and, true. 
a nice guy. And then all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, he became a lunatic. Well, that's what happens when you commit a felony. Um, well, you're kind of looked upon at a different angle. No, I'm saying like that's when he became a lunatic. Not, not he didn't become a lunatic after he killed those two. Alleged after he didn't kill those people. I can't say he killed them. He was acquitted after he didn't kill those two people that he did. Um, <laughs> well, um, but apparently that dude. I mean, clearly had a dark side. Like he was, yeah, almost cut Nicole Brown's head off with a knife. No, some. I'm sorry. Somebody somewhere almost cut. Nicole Brown's head off with a knife. Right. Someone disturbed and dark and had a connection with them with because the affair, alleged affair. Mm, yeah. Are we covered? Let me talk with the lawyers. Is that good? <clears throat> they said, okay. I don't know. I have, I have no idea. Anyway, um, <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to uh, go back to the car thing quick because you are the car guy. And I was like, you know what? Since we really didn't come into this one with a game plan, I act, you know, so I was like, oh, we can talk about that. What okay. is your, what is your favorite car of all time? Oh man. If I had unlimited money and just wanted to buy one? Um, just in general. Like what what is your like for me personally, it's like the um it's the uh, it's a Ferrari. It's it's either the Porsche 911, the old okay. school, like the old school Porsche 911. Right. Or the Ferrari, like uh, Magnum PI Ferrari, that red. Is that, I think that's a three, 308. Whatever. It was that I loved that body style and just the look of that car. Okay. Uh, the Testarossa. Gotcha. You know, I'm actually going to have to bring it back to more of, uh, I'd have to say Ferrari too, but I would say a, man, like a GTB California. I don't even know what that is. Oh my goodness. Um, it's equivalent to and or the same as the one in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. I believe that style of vehicle went at Barrett Jackson for $26 million. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. It's, it, it looks exactly, I just looked it up on the Google machine and it okay. looked, it, the red one looks exactly like the car from Ferris Bueller. Yes. Oh my goodness. That is just, that's, that's like machine and art put together. Yeah, just, that, that's, yeah, I can understand why uh, Cameron's dad didn't want anybody driving it. Yeah, that's true. That is yeah. true. And I, and I can understand why the valets drove it everywhere around Chicago. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not the fastest car by any means whatsoever. But I would say that in a very close second would be uh, an, an actual AC Cobra with a 427 in it. AC Cobra. See, now yeah, it's Shelby, Shelby Cobra. Oh, okay. Okay. So, like, um, like the car from Gone in 60 Seconds? Uh, nope. That's actually the, that's actually a, a Ford Mustang. The actual Cobra that Shelby developed. Um, it's a two-seater. Uh, you'd seen one before. Um, I thought a Cobra, I always one? thought a Cobra was just a different model of the Mustang. That is a different trim of the Mustang. Okay. Um, so SVT is the one that built the Cobra for the old uh, Fox body style and then went into the SN95, I believe, and the yes. S, not the S550. Yes, that is, yes. 
which that looks very well not for nothing that looks very similar to the ferrari you were just describing yes it is it's just the body <laughs> lines that actually work but the thing is that puts a lot more power down and it's a lot more or a lot lighter i should say so if you have the original 427 ford engine in it my goodness that thing okay. will 1965 Oof. Ford Shelby Cobra 427. Mm -hmm. There it is. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Oh, they're nice. There it is. Yeah. May Gusta, as they say in Sweden. I don't know what that. I'm not Swedish. No, that well, it's Spanish for I like. But <laughs> the fuck is happening? What? <laughs> 25,100. Yeah, only. That can't be. Yeah, but that's not. Is it? $25,000? That's a replica car, though. You get an original one, you're Oh, okay, replica built. I got it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I don't understand. It's like the same price as like, like a, <laughs> a low-end car now. I, don't... <laughs> I was like, oh, I can get this to the same price as a loaded Accord. I yeah, was, I'm like, oh, that's not a lot of money. Whatever, sure. That, but, man, those are, oh, those are great cars. I would love to get one. There's a company that called, uh, what are they called? Factory Five, they do replica bodies and complete kit cars for like twenty grand. All you have to do really? is supply the motor, and it's actually pretty good. Huh? Mm -hmm. No kidding. I'm not really a car guy. I do. I enjoy them. I don't know mm. the damn thing about them. That's you know. I mean, I, clearly, your your favorites are you know. I would mine were pretty basic compared to the you know with the the Testarossa, which was still a beautiful car. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. The 308 is a beautiful car. That was, I think, that was my, I honestly just think that that was like, I, I don't know why, maybe it's just because it was the car that I knew when I was younger, not necessarily from Magnum PI with Tom Selleck, because I didn't watch it, but. Right. Well, that's what we grew up with, and right. and that was the quintessential car right next to Lamborghini Countach, and then the, the Porsche, like you said, and then, you know, you got your Corvettes, your Mustangs, and it's just like how it was back, like. I don't know, 1981. What was big in 1981 for me as like a car from my birth year? Uh, I can't even think. There is no, like, <laughs> there's nothing like spectacular that jumped out at me. We were born in the 70s, man. Didn't the car, didn't like the muscle cars kind of go shit bound in the 70s? 76, um, the oil crisis, of course. So they were just like, ugh, they kind of well, got. They, the, whole, the whole import scene grew up. So right. the import scene came in from Japan. They're making fuel-efficient vehicles, and America's like, yes, we need to save gas and do away with these 400-cubic-inch motors out of the Cadillacs that are 9,000 pounds that could hit a brick wall and keep moving. <laughs> Speaking of Cadillacs, that was a good lead-in that you didn't know you were going to do. Um, I, I planned it. As I was on my way here, uh, this was after I had seen the Corvette that we had mentioned earlier. Mm. I was I was coming up Route 7 right over by Albany Airport. And, uh, mm. you know, the speed limit on Route 7 is 40. Oh, my God. Did it drop? No, I'm sorry. 45 on Route 7, um, which okay. we were all kind of doing. It, you know, it was it – was, there was really nowhere to go. Slow traffic. No, yeah, I got you. You know, I mean, it, there was people in the way. But everyone was right around the speed limit, 45, right around 45, 47 miles an hour. This guy comes up in a Cadillac. He comes at it like up on my left-hand side. I see him come up and he's like, and all I hear is, and I'm like, take it easy, bro. And he's like right on the car in front of him's bumper. 
I hate that. I'm like, so where's this guy going? <laughs> and I, I'm like literally talking to him in my car. <laughs> hey, where are you going? I'm like, there's nowhere to go, bro. What are you doing? And doesn't he pass the car in front of him on, his le- on the left? So he goes into the medium and around the guy. Good Lord. Up to the next car that's in front of him, clearly not going fast enough because Mach 4 was not an option. (laughs) So he does it again. And I'm like, dude, if I had ever, like, those are the times where you're like, where are the cops? Where are the cops? Like, especially because he's going up a hill on one, like you can't see. And I'm like, man, I wish there was just a cop up there, maybe coming the other way. How far would that be? Like, well, you're in the medium doing 70 you look and you're like, uh-oh, there's a colony police. <laughs> hey, I, sh- I should slow down. Yeah, he, well, he would have. He would have come to a complete stop after the cop threw his lights on and pulled him over. And, you know, and sometimes people aren't even doing that anymore. Yeah, that's true. This guy, this guy deserved to be pulled over and smacked in the face because... Hey, I, hey, just, slow down. Yeah, just like, don't give him a ticket. Just slap him in the mouth. He's not going to... Knock it off. Stop it. Quit being dead. Stop it. I mean, he was driving <laughs> like an asshole. It was like, dude, what? And, and listen, so be it with people that do that kind of stuff sometimes, but like when you're on a road, especially on Route 7 where it's like super crowded, I'm like, yo, you're risking like everybody at this point. Like the you, best thing I could tell you is just let him go. I didn't have a choice. I didn't want to do 90 on Route 7. I know, my, but I mean. In it, my rogue. Yeah, there's a lot of people that will sit there and go, I can't believe this guy. I'm going to catch up to him and, and yeah. tell him he's wrong. Just just let him go. They're going to screw up sometime. Yeah, they're just... yeah they're, they're, they're bound to make a mistake and be an idiot. And, you know, hopefully it's nothing tragic, but at least, you know, yeah. get stopped. You know, yeah. just, for, just for being an asshole. Um, I mean, we got a lot of that down here in North Carolina. Man, there, there's people that cannot drive. And when it rains, it's oh. like what it is in the Northeast with the first snowfall. But it's every time when it rains. <laughs> so it's like I, they just forget. Yeah. It's like <laughs> rain. Oh, what do I do? Uh, blinker. Do I put a blinker on if I'm going straight? Do I, should I do a U-turn right here when it's red? Yes, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, go. I, yes. Do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite enjoyable to watch the people that freak out. And we get some downpours and stuff, but, you know, we've had some downpours up in the Northeast as well when I lived up in New York. Yeah. And people stop underneath bridges and stuff. But yeah. that happens a lot here. <laughs> like, I mean, it could just be normal rain where you don't, you're not even having your your high your your high windshield wipers on yeah right. but people are stopping under the bridge and pulling up on like the embankment and i'm like what are you doing dude just slow down yeah. drive put your windshield wipers on put your wipers on your car comes equipped with windshield wipers now and and blinkers it's weird <laughs> so, and, and that's how if you drive a bmw you know who you are but that's a totally different story <laughs> It seems to be the thing. Like, um, I do have some friends that have beamers that are not the the you know the stereotypical beamer asshole. But oh, God. it's like, so for some reason, the BMW and douchebags go hand in hand. I don't get it. Yeah, it's, I, I it really worked. don't. 
It, it just works together hand in hand. I, I don't know how, but every time I see a Beamer down here, I'm like, I'm going to let a couple cars get in between us. I'm just going to stay away from you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how it is. <laughs> oh, and Jeeps too. Oh my God. The people in the military love their Jeeps. Okay. And I'm sick and tired of seeing these things. They, they, they put like huge lifts on them, big fat ass tires, but they never take them off road. Well, yeah. Why would you? Never. They're expensive. Why would you put off-road capability to do a vehicle? And when you go to car shows, I do car shows usually once a month. Mm -hmm. And there's this group of Jeeps that like to have their big tires and everything. And then they park on top of another tire of a Jeep to show their suspension flex. But the underneath of their car is spotless. And they're sitting <laughs> there cleaning it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I see people with Jeeps that are actually in the mud with diesel engines in them and just caked on for like three months straight. And I was like, that's a Jeep. I like that. It's like, oh, I got $7,000 rims on my Jeep. Cool. Have you ever taken it off-road? No, I can't do that. It gets dirty. Yeah, well, that's all. That, you know, the, the, that's just the aesthetics. That's what they want to – it looks cool. So. I, stupid. Listen, I have seen cars that I would just look at them and go, what are you doing? Like when I see uh, like Impalas with gigantic tires on them, I'm like, what? Don't, don't even get me started on that stuff. That is huge down here in North Carolina, and it is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. There's no reason for 36-inch wheels on a fifth-gen Camaro or an Impala yeah. or a Chrysler 200. Yeah. Yep. But they spin and doing? they got the spinning rims. Uh, and they got this thing down here called the Carolina Lean for pickup trucks. Mm -hmm. Let me paint you a picture. Okay. So imagine yourself seeing a pickup truck, right? And your friend goes, you know what? I want to get a lift kit for my truck. You think that the front and the back is going to get lifted up. Well, they forget to put the back half on. So the front end is just lifted and the back is just squatted down. It looks like it's trying to do a wheelie but you can't see the road while you're driving. <laughs> That's weird. I don't get, I don't. Carolina I don't, lean, Carolina squat, whatever you want to call it here. I call it stupid. Why wouldn't you put the lift in the back? That's just the thing to do, I guess now. I, I, I don't know. But I mean, if you're sitting there and I look at you while you're driving your car and you look stupid happy, look at me. Hey, more power to you, bro. But I think it's dumb. <laughs> yeah, listen, if you're enjoy if you got that on your vehicle and you're listening to this and you're enjoying your life and you enjoy driving while looking sure. at the sky, cool. Whatever. Got it. I think it's just pointless. And if you hit me, I'm going to be very upset with you cuz you can't see the car in front of you. <laughs> right. There's there's that. You know, well, you're you're staring up at the clouds driving. I can see the stoplight. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And forget the other traffic. Uh, Maybe God, the people just can't afford the full lift. You you only can buy a full lift. I don't think you can buy Obviously a half not. lift, can you? Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, I don't know. Sounds to me like people are only buying half a lift kit. Sure. Sounds like a great idea. It, hey, listen, at least they're not putting it on just the driver's side. That would look well, the, well, these are the people that are probably buying, I don't know discounted condoms too who knows wow. yikes, yikes. <laughs> can i have half a condom please what wait a minute 
I just have the body. I don't need the. I don't need the tip. Just, no, I just. I just. Yeah, it's like fingerless gloves. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wow. I mean, think about it. What you put gloves on? Why are you going to take the fingers off? That's the part that gets the coldest. Right. Yeah, your extremities generally where the blood doesn't get to that well. Ta-da! <laughs> I know. I, I think the only fingerless glove should be if you're a sniper. And you just have But one just finger. one finger. Yeah, just one finger. You know, Just one finger. finger. Yeah. I, know, I, I don't know. I don't or, know. Or it's, like, it's like buying a vest. What's wrong with a vest? I don't wear vests. I'm just saying. But my arms are cold, but my <laughs> body's good. Yes, but it's called a full jacket. Get a full jacket. Yeah, but you're, but you're, if you keep your chest warm, you should be fine. Your core temperature. I get that. I, I get it. But no, what the fuck? I don't know. Like, I, don't, I, I think they they look silly too. I it's like, and I have people that you know run in my circles up here that wear vests, and generally speaking. 95% of the group of people I hang out with make fun of those people that wear vests. <laughs> I don't know. People don't make While they're wearing their vest. Well, those are the people also that sit there and go, well, look at me in my Jeep. My body, my core body temperature is good, but my arm that's sticking out the window is freezing and I got my fingerless gloves on, but I don't use full condoms. Good for you, bro. Oh, you just summed up everything we were just talking about in one sentence. That was amazing. Yeah. I try. <laughs> I try. It's, it's everything that blends together with every single Jeep driver. Oh, my God. Correlations. And they wave, they wave to each other, flash their lights or something. They have a little – Yeah, like oh, a, they do the Jeep wave, yeah. And then Mazda Miata drivers flash their, their headlights because they pop up and down. They still make Miatas? No, they don't make – well, they do, but the old-style Miatas, like the 93s, they have pop-up, wow. up-and-down headlights, so they just do that when they're at a stoplight and stuff. I'm like, you are the weirdest people I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I, I guess the Jeep drivers, it's like the Jeep driver community thing. We're, we're completely dogging the fact that Kevin Callahan has, is a Jeep guy. Oh, yeah, he's a super, super dorky Jeep dude. Yes. And he, he admits it, which is fine. And, you, oh, my God, he wears vests. Yeah. He does. <laughs> Kevin, we, we need to know if you wear fingerless gloves, too. He doesn't do any of that oh shit. He lives in fucking San Diego. Yeah. Well, screw him. <laughs> Where it's home 75 of, degrees every day. He's in San Diego, home of Ron Burgundy. And Jeeps as far as the eye can see. I wonder if he goes to Coachella. I need to. Well, not anymore. Shit well, that's true. Um, I need to get a job on his station just so I can change my name to Ron Burgundy. Oh, my God. Actually, I, probably, no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that because I guarantee that there's some sort of copyright on there because, it, uh, because Will Ferrell still uses that character. He does a podcast as Ron I, Burgundy. I um, bet Champ Kind is not taken, though. But no, but I would change my name to like Brick Ron Ron Dark Red. <laughs> Ron Ron Magenta. Ron Maroon. <laughs> but you gotta do Ronald. Ronald. Ronald Maroon. <laughs> Ronald Maroon in the afternoon. Oh shit, oh. it rhymes. Oh. oh perfect. That's the perfect radio name right there. Ron Maroon. Jesus. <laughs> he likes Ron. a cold bush beer. Ronald Maroon in the afternoon. 
All right, Kevin, call me. Now you know what to do. <laughs> does he work at a hot AC station? No, he's a country guy. Now. He does. Oh, uh, uh, that won't work. But he's killing it, dude. He's like. No, the it. name I'm saying. Oh, what? Ron Maroon? Yeah, Ron Maroon. I don't think that would go very well for the country station. Sure it would. You think so? What the fuck? He wanted to call me Cooter. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. All right. There, there you go. <laughs> Was he, is he at KSON? I believe he is. Yes. Okay. I, See, I, I still know a little bit of radio. I know. I'm, I'm almost positive that's where Kevin is at right now. Um, Kevin, if, if you didn't know, the guy that we're talking about, Kevin, is our old boss, Kevin Callahan. And uh, you should have seen his face when I told him when I was going to the military. <laughs> I would assume it looked like everybody else's face when you told him you were going into the military. Yeah. They were like, it was, what? They were like, Duffa? <laughs> yeah, like, what? Now? Now? What are, you, what are you doing? Well, his wife is uh, Air Force Reserves, I believe, right? I don't know. He has I no she is. Listen, he has no information on his friggin'. I just tried to look him up on Facebook quick. Mm. And he has, like, no information on any of his current stuff. No, no work history. No, nothing. No. So. But we know. <laughs> I'm almost positive it's K-S-O-N. Well, I, let me look up the old Google machine and see if. I'll look on the web, the radio station website. How's that sound? Yeah, but I don't think he's on the air. Oh, oh, he's just a program director. Yeah, I think he's off air PD or OM. I'm not even sure. Who knows? I don't know what he's doing, dude. I don't know what that guy's doing. I know he puts a good freaking rock show together. That's all I know. He was just amazing in general. Maybe we should call him. I'm not doing that. Oh, well, it's Saturday, too, so. He's also on, he's on vacay right now. I think he's in my area, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, is he? Is he in New York? He's uh, visiting family here, I believe. Yes, I, I know he's got family there, yep. Maybe, you know what we should, oh, my God. Huh? We should tell Kevin to see if he can let us do a weekend shift together. Why would that be a good idea? That'd be a great idea. We don't live in San Diego. That's the beauty. We don't part even of it. live. We, you, and me, don't even live in the same fucking area. We can do something recorded. We wanna, we wanna just see if Kevin will syndicate a show for us just on Saturdays. Yes, for free. For free. Yeah, we're not gonna charge him. What first? We gotta do well first. I mean, come on. What the fuck? This sounds like a horrible. You are so bad at this entrepreneur thing. We just what? What are you talking about? You buy everything for like, let's say you buy a product for a hundred dollars and then you sell it for 80. That's how you lure people in. Wait, what? <laughs> the fuck, you're taking a $20 hit every time? What's wrong with you? But you're getting listeners first. Yeah. This is the trick, man. I'm telling you, I, I freaking aced business school. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Marketing? So don't All right, so if Kevin Callahan is listening right now, Rich and I would like to offer up a free weekend show to you for your San Diego radio station with me in Albany and him in South Carolina, North, in one of the Carolinas, wherever the <laughs> fuck he is. <laughs> this so is the best idea ever. We want to offer up, let me, let me rephrase all of that, a free syndicated radio show from two people mm -hmm. that are on a fucking different coast than you are. Yes. And we can completely relate to the whole San Diego area. 
and neither one of us are country guys. I love country music. Yeehaw. Neither one of us are country guys. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? What a sales pitch. <laughs> hey, you, why say no when it feels so good to say yes? Yeah, this is the best idea ever. ever. We're not going to get paid for it. Yeah, which I you guess have nothing to lose. Which I guess in turn, that means if we don't send them a show. One we week. win both ways. If we if we happen to forget to record a show one week, he really can't <laughs> say anything or fire us because he's not paying us to work there. We could be the innovators of commercial and interruption free on KSON on the weekends. <laughs> I listen. Part of me thinks that this is not going to work. Oh my, you know what we should call it? Nope. Oh, all right. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> do you? <laughs> do you? Yes. I would call it the clearance radio show due to coronavirus. This, this, uh, we're going to call this one the sales rack radio show. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. We're going <laughs> to check we're out our... Check out the Clearance Rack radio program from 7 to midnight. <laughs> on Saturday. On Saturday nights. Where they play modern uh, rock. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make it backwards. Yes. That's what we could do. It's the Clearance Rack radio program from 7 to midnight on Saturday nights. And we play all the songs backwards. I love it. In reverse. Not backwards. I love it. We don't, we don't tell the story backwards so that you get everything back, like your car or your truck, excuse me, That's and true. your dog and your woman. You, mm -hmm. We just literally play it so that it sounds like subliminal messages. Awesome. This is going somewhere. Yeah, if there's any PDs anywhere that are listening right now, you need to hire us. This is going somewhere. This for free. You need yeah. to hire us for free. Yeah, you need to, you need to reach out to us, um, and, and we'll, we'll ship you a free radio program. That's all in reverse. Even our breaks, even our talk breaks will be played backwards. <laughs> Why like, not? What the f Can you imagine? Why not? Dude, not for nothing. We just came up with the greatest radio stunting idea ever. That is, oh my God. Because April think about Fools. all the shit that- April Fool's. So, Al, nobody really- did. The only people that still do April Fool's shit on the radio that I hear are the station that we used to work for. Okay, we won't do that then. Um, like we don't like my, my morning show is Elvis Duran. Like they don't do it. They just reference the day. Like they don't do pranks. You um, mean to be but a no, listen, person, listen, 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 Linda, 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 listen. Linda. Um, you think about for, for anyone that's listening at this point, God bless you. Um, Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but a lot of times what happens is when a radio station is going to be changing format. So when your favorite radio station, all of a sudden, you know, one day starts playing different music and you're like, what the fuck happened to my station? I'll never listen again. And, then they, you know, and then two weeks later, they're listening. But anyway, but what happens is we, what radio stations do is called stunting where like mm. you'll hear a radio station go all Christmas, 24 hours or <laughs> for like three days straight. They do like some ridiculous, strange, strange radio format. And you're like, what is going on? It's called stunting. It's to get people to kind of get a buzz about the radio station before they launch their new format. So that when, yep. when Rich and I talk about radio stunting, that, that, that's what we're talking about is uh, 
getting people getting a buzz about your radio station before you launch into your new thing um and we literally i i don't know of anyone anybody that has ever stunted by playing everything in reverse we just started something uh, we may have. Uh, I'm literally going to send an email to our promotions guru and be like, hey, I just came up with a great idea. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fugitive? The yeah. Original, the original fugitive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's um, a good dude. Oh, my God. He would run uh, with that. He is our uh, consultant for promotions here. Thanks dude, All I, I don't even want any money. I just, I just want credit. Some yeah, credit. Just a, just a little bit of credit. Just it. <laughs> just put my name in there. That's all I want. Yeah. So that's so cool. Yeah, look at that. We came up with a we came up with a stunt. Brilliant. Out of nowhere. Sometimes the best ideas come from the stupidest places, like on this podcast. And two different states. While we were just kicking ideas around about this syndicated radio show that we're gonna do for free. For God, we need to drink more when we do these things. I'm not even I'm drinking coffee, bro. Oh, that's, that's bad. With, with honey, what? black, co- black coffee with honey in it as a sweetener. The look that, the, the, the look that you're giving me that nobody can see, cause this is an audio podcast is I, that I, of, that is, that is the straight, that's the look of bewilderment is what that is. I have, I have confused and stumped rich, which Come to find honey? out, it's actually no. pretty fucking easy to do. No, no, honey, I no, you can't do that. It's good. No. Okay, but I just you're grounded. It. Stop I, it. I just drank it and it was delicious. You know why? Because I didn't have any flavored creamer at the house. Oh my god, you put creamer in your coffee too? I do. Yeah, sorry, man. I'm not the guy out in the fucking desert with bullets flying over his head drinking dirt. <laughs> hey, I like it. See? <laughs> But I uh, listen. I I like. Nope. I don't need to. I drink coffee with flavor. I get Cinnabon creamer. Oh like my the, god, dude, it's so good. You are so bougie. Oh yeah, that's totally me. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, but that's well, that's like well, my coffee, go-to. Coffee bougie. They uh, that Cinnabon makes a uh, flavored creamer, and it's mm. fucking delicious. It tastes like a cinnamon bun, cinnamon roll in my coffee. I can't. I can't do that. Like. I mean, recently, ever since deploying to Africa, uh, that's when I first really started to get into the whole coffee thing because, you know, pulling 48-hour shifts, you got to kind of stay awake. Right. Apparently, and, that's uh, the thing. Yeah. And, you know, that's what you have is what you use. So I was like, okay, cool. People send coffee from, like, USOs and, and from care packages <laughs> and stuff. So it's very easy to make. You boil some water, you pour it over it, put a filter on it, boom, you got some coffee. So – and. Ever since I started drinking just black coffee, I'm like, cool. And then I came home and I was like, oh, you got to put sugar and creamer and all that stuff. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And sure shit, here you are. I'm going to put honey in it because I put Cinnabon. I'm like, no, man, I just like black fucking liquid. Just <laughs> black liquid. Just give me it's black actually, liquid. It's actually the, the way to reap the benefits of coffee, which people drink it for the caffeine, um, is straight, like black. That's Yeah. You're watering it down with all the other stuff. It's not, not quite as effective if you're not if, if you're drinking it with a bunch of other shit in it. You're supposed to drink it black, for it, for for maximum um, um, results. I, or I, I, I guess you would call it health 
healthy option? I don't know. Would be a healthy option? Dude, I don't know. Yeah. Is coffee even healthy though? I think so. Um, not at, not in abundance, but I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, well, I only nothing, do like one <laughs> one cup a day, really. Nothing in nothing in abundance is good for you. I don't give a shit what it is. Um, but no, I'm pretty sure that they have yeah. found health benefits to coffee, except for the staining of your teeth. Yeah. Does that? That's why I just the, the, the acidity stains your teeth. I, I only drink do. one cup a day either or two, but it's I drink uh, one of these. <laughs> oh, like a like a travel tumbler. like a tumbler. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Dude, by the way, this tumbler that we got, um, we got them. The dance dads got them for this past dance season. That didn't. Oh, cool. Uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but we have them now, um, so that we could drink our <clears throat> coffee at competitions. Yeah, that's a good idea. Coffee at com- yeah, yeah, coffee. Yeah. Adult yeah. um uh man 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 coffee. Yeah. Uh, Dark uh, you know. black coffee. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, no. Uh, no, amber, I, I understand. Amber colored coffee. Yes, I understand. Usually with a head on the top of it. it just, yes. So, but it keeps it really cold, dude. This stuff works well. But and the funny thing was, a buddy of mine, we were doing a Zoom, uh, pro, uh, Zoom happy hour, and he was drinking out of his, and he he made an old fashioned in it. Mm. They're twenty ounces. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he had like I think he had like two two uh, and he was drinking bourbon old fashions. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, he was shit faced. <laughs> like, not very long into our Zoom meeting, he was shit faced. Yes, um, but so but we got them made up. I don't even remember. Are you drinking out of a child's water bottle? Mm-mm. As for my um, workout this morning, it's a bike it's, bottle. It's pink. It's red. Well, it's, it's it's pink on this camera. No, I know, but it's red. That's why oil I asked. I was like, "Oh, how sweet! You're drinking out of your daughter's water bottle." No, no, no. It's a water bottle for a bike. Okay, bike, 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 bicycle. <laughs> yeah, I bet that was cool. I I ride a bike, 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 bicycle. Anyway, bike, back to my bicycle. tumbler story. So I'm we got it made. You up. stopped. We had you. Yeah, because you can you confused me with your water bottle. Um. So we had them made up. I got my name on it. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, for our friend who passed away, Danny Bruno, we got WAD, which is World of Dance, which is the right. studio. But he was a Red Sox fan, so we have the DSB with the Red Sox logo on it. So see, that, that, that dude's a good man already. See, but now let me tell you something, bro. We're all Yankee. Almost all of us are Yankee fans, and we all have Oh, I, Oh, I know. I've seen your and tattoo. And it's like – but dude, it's like that, that, that was our, that was our boy. Like you, the only way you're getting us to do anything Red Sox affiliated is if Danny's name, my buddy, my buddy, Paul, the guy who was drinking the old fashions, um, giant Yankee fan has, a, has the logo that I just showed you on, he got it tattooed on his arm. Hell yeah. That's good. Which was an awesome tribute to him. And, and not to mention the fact that a Yankee fan got a Red Sox logo tattooed on him for Dan. There you go. See, I'm telling you right now, I don't. To the Red Sox side. I can't. I listen. Everyone always says that the Yankee fans are classless, but the group of guys I fucking hang out with are classy Yankee fans, and I don't know any Red Sox fans that would do that shit. You classless bastards. You're right. We are. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not for nothing. Every sports fan base has the classless oh, douchebags yeah. in them. Um, 
It's mostly New England too. I, I know, yeah, but dude, really go to a Yankee game and no, no, no. I'm talking, no, no. I'm talking about Red Sox and Patriots. <laughs> I know, but go to a go to a Yankee game and deal with the fucking d bags from the Bronx, dude, or the ones that think they're yeah. from the Bronx. You know, like <laughs> I'm from the BX. You know, you're not. You're like motherfucker. You're from Saratoga, like. <laughs> And all of a sudden, they're talking with an accent. They sound like they should be in, like, you know, a wise guy movie. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Really? You're from you're from you're from the Bronx now? I thought yeah. you were from I thought you I thought you lived in Clifton Park. How about that? Um, Wait a minute. No, you're from Balsam Spa. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But I mean, and granted, like, and that's. But here's the thing. Like, I, as speaking from a Yankee fan's point of view, I'm a Yankee fan for from the 80s you know so i lived through when they were awful like when i was a kid the yankees weren't winning world series dude they they were in the 79 world series or no 81 world series against the dodgers and they lost that was the last time up until the dynasty of the 90s when the 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 evil empire came about with the core four they were fucking terrible dude and but that's what so the Yankee fans that are my age that grew up through that, we we appreciate the dominance that they had in the '90s, early 2000s, where mm-hmm. you get the the younger Yankee fans now only know the Yankees that made the playoffs 20 years in a row. You know, right? Like, like oh well, we're oh we we're we've always been good. It's like no man, no no. You don't you don't know a game before CC Sabathia. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like if you don't know, or even yeah, but even if you were from the '90s, dude, when the Yankees won a handful of World Series in the '90s with Jeter and Mariano and Andy Pettit and Posada Mm -hmm. and Bernie Williams and fucking Gerald Williams and uh, Wade Boggs and uh, not Tino Martinez. Not that I was a Yankee fan back then and just rambled off like half the roster. Um, No, I mean whatever. But you know, so that's what they know. And I'm like, really? Because I used to go to Yankee games, and there was like 80 people in the stadium. It was weird. I, it's and when games were four bucks to go into. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, our friend Eddie. Hey. Hey, yo, Eddie. Yeah. Uh, he's from the Bronx, dude. He used right. to ride his bike to the stadium and, like, buy tickets there. The old and, stadium. Yeah. The, like, the old – the one that was across the street. Not, you know, the, 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 the old house that Ruth built. Right. Um. And he's like, bro, I remember going to games and I would ride my bike to the to the game and, you know, get bleacher seats or, you know, just get tickets wherever. And they were like 20 bucks. Like, yeah. And know? that because at the time, like in the 80s, the Mets were pretty strong. They were decent. They were pretty strong. So everybody yeah. like, you know, Flushings was going to the Mets games because everybody was a big Mets fan back then. Yeah. And like and, you know, and people like it's the same thing with. People now with uh, with the Red Sox too, when they were like, "Oh, the Red Sox, they won so many pennants these past 15, 20 years." I'm like, "Yeah, they sucked in the '80s too." <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I watched back with with Carlton Fisk, Sean yep. Estes, Dennis Eckersley. I mean, people don't they're like Eckersley didn't pitch for the Red Sox. Yes, bullshit. He did. Why don't you look back of, in '86, '87, and '91? I mean, come on. Ever heard of Oil Can Boyd? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, when the Red Sox were not commercialized as hard as they are now because – They weren't as successful. And exactly. That's, that's mean, really what it boils down to. They, they become so commercialized and popular now because since 
2000s or 2010s, they have been fantastic up yeah. until like the past last two years or something. Yeah, last two years really was pretty bad. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, and that, but that's the Red Sox fans are the same as the Yankee fans. They know only oh, success. God. So it's like, they're like, well, we've always been good. I'm like, really? You have been? No. What about the 100 years where you didn't? Yeah. The, 80, the 82 years where you didn't win anything? Exactly. When you didn't even make playoffs. Yeah. Even, or when you failed, even at the all-star break. <laughs> the yeah. halfway like, position where you're like, you're not even 500. Shut up and go yeah. sit in the you're, corner. You're already out of the discussion for playoffs, and we just oh god, yeah, midsummer classic. I mean, um, the only thing that you know, being back to the the Red Sox, like you said in 2010, that's like people are like, oh my god, the success of Red Sox. Think back, a lot of people still don't know this. Babe Ruth played there. He was the yeah. only good player. Ted Williams, he was the only good player. Yeah. Like at, at the time, like in the 60s. Well, dude, they have. I mean, they they have a, a storied history of. Yeah. Great players that came through there that just – they just never could get the job done. Dude, Roger Clemens was a Red Sox. hmm He was a beast. Boggs. Wade Boggs, yeah. And went to the Yankees and won a World Series. Yeah. Johnny And then, Damon. you know, the whole thing about – and don't get me wrong. He, he's probably a good dude. But Dustin Pedroia. The Red Sox were nothing until he came up and all these freaking girls are like, oh, Dustin Pedroia, he's the best ever. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> wear his jersey. And like, they're like, oh, Dustin Pedroia <laughs> should be the, the AL freaking MVP. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, really? He batted 286 in his rookie year with more strikeouts than, <laughs> than half yeah, the team. Yeah, but as, as, even as a Yankee fan, Pedroia was one of those Red Sox where you hated him but respected him. Because um, he didn't talk shit. He played the game. He played pure. And yes, I gave the guy credit for, you know, you see all these dudes when two in, in a two-strike count where they're shortening up and just trying to put the ball in play. Yo, that dude swung that tree that he has as a bat. <laughs> he, yeah, I think he swings a 34-inch freaking bat. And he's His like bat looks nine. like something that they, like Babe Ruth used to have. It looked like a tree <laughs> <No>. trunk. <laughs> what the fuck is that thing? What is that, a 42-inch bat? Like, I, I think he's a 33 or 34, something like that. Because, and man, he's like 5'4". Like, Actually, yeah, he is pretty short, isn't he? He's tiny. He's a second baseman. That's true. Yeah, he's quick and wiry. Let me look him up. I think he's – yeah. But he swung with all of his might all the time, every pitch. Everything he oh, swung yeah. at, he swung at to fucking hit it to, you know, over all the, the green monster. He Let was trying to hit here. the ball to Springfield every time he swung. <laughs> He is okay. Well, he's thirty-six. Oh, great. Lifetime average with the Red Sox two ninety-nine. Got better. Four-time All Star. Doesn't show him like his stats or anything like that. His vitals. <laughs> yeah, I need to know his his heart is like resting heart rate right now. Damn it, Google machine, you failed me. Why don't you type in how tall is Dustin Pedroia? Oh, is that how it works? I mean, like, let's let's just really narrow down the search. <laughs> like, oh, I was looking up tax information. Oh, it didn't work. Oh, five nine. Yeah, that's not tall. That's not tall for a baseball player. That's not tall I mean, in general, a, bro. Like, like he's right there with Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is a small dude too. Yeah, which is odd. He's an outfielder. Yeah. Like, have you been? Have you, what? trying to think who's the first who's the first baseman for the red sox this year i can't remember 
nobody. Yeah, I know, but I think he's some freaking like super tall dude. I think he's like six four or something like that. Hold on, let me see if I can. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> oh, here we go. Roster infielders. That's what I just looked up. Uh, it I doesn't say. Red Sox 2020. Pedroia is still on as a like one of the players for them too, which is yeah. Weird. He retired. Oh, this is so up to date. Google killing it. Mookie Betts, right fielder. There, there it is. Nope. Red Sox I, I opening day roster. There we go. You got it. Jonathan Aruz. Aris, right? Aris. A A R A U Z. Mitch Moreland. I think he's the first baseman. You know how I came up with that? I have no idea. <laughs> this is going to sound awful. Mitch, generally speaking, <laughs> generally speaking, the only white guy on the inf- in the infield is the first baseman. You're right. Seriously. You're right. You know, once in a while, you got a third baseman. But not Moreland. too often. It not, is Mitch Moreland. You're right. See? Yeah, 6'3". Right, yeah, but I knew Rafael Devers plays third base. Yeah. Um, oh, Michael Chavez. I don't even know who that is. Jose Peraza in Sue Wei Lin. He is um, – I think he's from Norway. Probably. Mm-hmm. Definitely Or Mortal Kombat. I can't figure it out. That's funny. That was wrong. It's, I mean, have you seen a couple of these baseball games during the COVID the situation? Home, or I watched the uh, the Yankees op- uh, opening day game against uh, Washington. All five we innings. We found ourselves in, and I say we, uh, my family and I, we were at Red Robin last night. Yum. Um, yeah. Sorry. And they had the, the who was playing? The it was Cubs. the Mets game. I oh. think it was Mets. And, so, it's, so it was early because the Cubs were on in the evening. Yeah, it was five. I think it was like five, five thirty, something like that. And they literally had cutouts of people sitting yeah. in their seats. Oh, they've been doing that over in Korea as well. The Korean baseball. Um, this they've is been, just getting well. Crazy, now here's the thing. Man. I guess um, Fox is going to put in for TV purposes only, obviously, because you can't do it in the game. But they're going to like superimpose a crowd. Oh my god. Like, they're going to put a virtual crowd in there for TV purposes. And I'm like, that really doesn't mean – I don't need that. I, I, don't. I don't need it to watch TV. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Watching baseball where I can hear the stuff, I would rather that. I would rather no, no pumped-in crowd noise, mm-hmm. no, you know, no white noise just going on. I would rather listen to the sounds of the game with the announcers and the sounds of the game. Yeah, just natural. Yeah. I, dude – one of the craziest things that I was like checking out before the season had officially started was I was watching videos of these guys while they're playing like their inner squad games and like split squad things and mm-hmm. all this shit. And some of these dudes hitting home runs, like Giancarlo Stanton hit one down the left field line. He hit it 113 miles an hour God, down the left field line. It, I mean, dude, it was like a shot and it just kind of hooked around the foul pole for a home run. Right. Dude, it sounded like he fired a cannon. Ooh, because I could just imagine just that contact, that contact of that sounds fucking awesome. I love hearing that. 
Just um, it, it brings you back to like like the days at Double Day Field. Yeah, it's just pure baseball. No, I listen. I get it. The crowd noise is fun, and it you can't. It's hard to beat a raucous home crowd when your team mm. is playing well. Like I go back to like 2009, which was the only time that the new new stadium rocked, um, like the old stadium for the Yankees. Because it was mm. I know like in the 90s when the Yankees were winning, team people would say how hard it was to play there because it was so so loud. Like oh the yeah. Crowd was, the crowd was in it from first pitch all the way through and like literally shaking. Um, so I get that. But as a fan of just baseball, I would, li- I would like to listen to the sounds of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I, I think it's, it would be hilarious for the guys on the dump button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you wanted to have like that real life yeah. live action of how it is, it's, I'm sorry, but there are going to be some some swear words and curses, and and but it's the the game how it really is, and it's it's kind of like watch going to like an amateur baseball game and watching. I love it, you I, know, or or like even like for here because we have the uh, the Valley Cats, right? So it's that it's still loud there. I mean, you still put six thousand people in Joe Bruno Stadium, but you know, it, you, can you still can hear, hear the game. Yeah, you can hear the ball. You can hear the ball being hit. You can hear uh-huh. what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. I I love that. And I like I said, I love the sound of the ball being smoked by anybody. Just Doesn't matter who. Smashed. <laughs> yeah. You're like, whoa, holy <laughs> shit! What just happened? Yeah, dude. Did you see the home run that Stanton hit in the in the in the opener against Washington? I heard about it. I was watching a uh, old Espin when I was cleaning oh, or whatever, and, and I didn't watch the whole thing though. Holy shit, he hit that thing a mile. Yeah. Um, which was, thank God, because as I continued to watch it, listen, I mean, that, that was a hell of an opening day uh, pitching matchup. It, whether a Yankee fan or a Nationals fan, he had Max Scherzer against fucking Garrett Cole. Like, mm-hmm. it was literally, they said it was the first time maybe ever or in a long, like 20 years or some shit, where the two pitchers that started game seven of the World Series pitched against each other on opening day. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and it's a good thing Stanton hit that home run in his first at-bat because as the game went on, Scherzer got better. Oh, yeah. uh, he's, he's one of those pitchers kind of like Verlander who if you don't get to him early, you're not getting to him in the sixth or seventh inning because the dude gets better. Oh, he remembers. He, he's got a great memory of where to put it and not make sure that oh, you dude. do not hit. Verlander's velocity goes up as the game goes on. You ever notice oh, that? He's, he stretches out like crazy, too. Well, I mean, that's the 17 Tommy John surgery he's probably had, too. Like, like, he comes into the game, he's throwing 94, okay? Yeah, I know. Day. He's like 103. And by the sixth inning, he's, he's throwing 99. I'm like, how the fuck did he get – he's throwing he's like, ball harder as he gets tired. That's amazing. He's throwing 100 in Jesus. Yeah. It's like the fucking thing has smoke trail coming off it. He looks like well, – what's his name? Henry from, uh, oh, man, what was that movie? The rookie? Yeah, The Rookie, yeah. <laughs> and he grunts when he pitches. That would, that would screw me up if I was up. But anyway, well, yeah, so, I mean, but, but then, like, the next – because, like I said, I watched I, – the game only went five full. Uh, the bottom of the fir- – the top of the first inning, they fucking – they postponed it because it started <laughs> – dude, I've never seen a, most, a monsoon – happened so quickly ever at a baseball game 
Oh, jeez. It started to sprinkle, and you could see lightning and shit in the distance in Washington. And then all of a sudden, it was like, nope, everybody off the field. And within, like, three minutes, dude, it was, like, just a sheet of water falling from Oh, my God. So they ended up just – it was – I mean, luckily, we got through. It was an official game, so the Yankees won that. But Stanton's next two at-bats that I saw against Scherzer – he needed like one at bat. He swung. He struck out so bad. I I had a t- texted my buddies. It's like, yo, he couldn't hit that bat the ball with an oar. Like he was, <laughs> just couldn't touch it. No, it was a dude. But that's just how. Like I mean, that speaks volumes to the guys. You know, uh, breaking pitches. But oh I, yeah, I was like, holy shit, bro. But then I think his last at bat, he came up and hit a hit like a two run single or something like that. So he. He did put the ball back in play again, but he hit an, I mean, the home run he hit was off a 96 mile an hour fastball. So here I am talking shit about Stanton not being able to hit the ball or he hit a home run. That guy sucks. He hit a home run on a 96 mile an hour pitch that I would fucking cower. I would cry. Dude, if I got up to the plate and someone threw a 96 mile an hour fastball, I would go hide in the dugout. It's like, nope, nope. As soon as I heard it, I slapped the freaking, the the fucking catcher's mitt. Nope, I'm done. Yep, nope. Just call me out. You're like, son, your bat, your at bat's not over. The fuck, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, I'm, I'm done. See you later. He can throw two more strikes. It's fine. I'll be in the dugout hiding. You know, I'll just give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> we're good. Whatever. I'm out. So, I mean, Yankees play uh, Nationals again I, today. They, they, I, I would assume they must be. Uh, they were off yesterday. They play again today. Uh, so, uh, Red Sox are. They're playing Baltimore, I think. Yeah, they're playing Baltimore today. You know what's odd? We thought about this the other day. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Yankees Nationals. No in-person attendance, according to the thing I just Oh, saw. well, there goes my tickets. Uh, they play at 7.15 tonight, afternoon game tomorrow. But they're in Maryland. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maryland is one of the states on the New York, uh, New York um, self-quarantine uh, list. Okay. I think all the, the states well, are on New York's quarantine list. 31 of them. There's 31 states on oh. them. Okay. Maryland is there. The odds of them not being there are obviously uh, lower than them, there, them being there. Since yeah. We, since there's only 50 states and 31 of them. Well, we're one. So there's only 49 states to choose from. And 30, <laughs> 31 of them are on the list of uh, quarantine. But so what is my buddy, um, oh, my bourbon guy, the guy who was drank the mm. old fashions. He, I played golf with him like last week. Or no, earlier this week. And uh, he was like, so if Maryland's on the quarantine list for New York, what happens when the Yankees come back? They have to wait two weeks. To do what? Because they're, I don't, I don't, I don't know. The game is, they, they still got to play. Nope, Granted, I sorry. Think, I think MLB is testing every day, but. Yeah, I think that's how, it, have you, oh my God, I hope that you don't get tested because it sucks. Does it? I, I've had no reason to yet, so. Ugh. God, they shoot freaking saline in your nasal passage. Okay. It sucks so bad. It's like, it feels like milk coming out your nose. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So here, I'll paint, I'll paint a picture for you. Cool. So you're sitting in your car. because Oh, hey, by, by the way, by the way, if anyone has been sitting through this, um, the, the last hour and a half. Hour an and hour tw- and a half? Hour and 20 minutes. We started, we were, yeah. Good Lord. If anyone's been sitting through this. There's not going to be any listeners after this. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So if you need to get tested for COVID-19, um, you sit in your car. That's, this is how they do it here in North Carolina. 
and they go, okay, you know, what is your reasons that you're here? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, we came in contact with someone that had it and tested positive. Okay, my cool. arm here, fell off. Yeah, my arm fell off. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> For some strange reason, I got all these flu like symptoms and my arm fell off. Sir, I Sir? think that's leprosy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, off to Hawaii I go. Be quarantined <laughs> there. But, um, they said, you know, you fill out the paperwork and stuff and they go, okay, you know, tilt your head back and they give you this like little specimen cup, same thing that you like pee in when you do a drug test or whatever. And they said, tilt your head back and they got a little syringe and they stuff five milliliters of, or five cc's or whatever the measurements are up your nose and they go, okay, don't hold your breath and don't swallow anything because it's saline. It'll just make you puke all over the place. And you tilt your head forward and it just pours out your nose like you got punched in the face in UFC and just blood comes out everywhere <laughs> but not blood I'm just saying it feels like you got blood coming out your nose and it gets collected in the cup and they go okay here's a very thin half apply tissue to wipe the rest out of your nose you're like gee thanks and you're driving home just dripping out of your nose <laughs> it's so healthy and so comfortable so, so that's what they have that I wonder if that's the only way they test well, I mean, they also, they used to do the whole Q-tip through, like, through the back of your skull. I thought they used to swab. Yeah, they used to do that. But I guess what they would get is a better collection through saline. I mean, that's how they do it here in North Carolina. I don't know if it's the same in, in all other states or anything like that. But just curious. Why can't they just draw blood? Um, I don't know. I think it's the cost of testing blood versus... Mucus is, snot. yeah, I guess snot. snot is easier to test. I don't know. I, but then again, I also don't know is if it, it, I don't know if it goes into your, if it affects your bloodstream. Yeah, I don't know. Because but, I mean, to, to be honest, and I know you're going to have a lot of people mad at me like this. I think it's just BS. I it just, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's obviously a thing. It's a you thing. Know. Yes. But so is the flu. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I've seen, I've seen that popping up all over uh, with, with actually with just different illnesses in general. And I almost wonder if it's because it's new, you know, that, well, the biggest, that's, that's the call for everyone's concern because it's new. Because yeah. everyone's like, yeah, but we go about our everyday with, with the flu or with, uh, with whatever else that happens to be going around you know the the viruses that are right out there and i'm like yeah, but, but we we also did it with another highly contagious virus and or infection hiv we went upon our normal day with if you get education then you can pass it along but the biggest <laughs> thing that i have is i have no connection to a first person connection that i know personally 100 percent that has had it Okay. I have no, I know, I know it, it, a couple. It, it takes, for me, the closest person that I have a connection to knowing that has it is the person I know at work, but that's not a personal connection. I would say, I would say it takes six levels before I know someone that had it. Right. I'm like, I, uh... that's pretty. <laughs> sparse we we i we have a guy that uh, a few years back we did we did we were involved here at the station with a food truck uh mm. festival type thing and this guy out of uh massachusetts 
he owns a place called Damn Yankees Barbecue. Mm. And he he runs it. He actually made the trek in from it's like an hour and a half from where we are. And he came in with a bunch of his food, which by the way, his food is fucking amazing, dude. Like <laughs> it was so good, dude. His brisket was oh <laughs> to steal to steal a line from Guy Fietti, you could put that on a sandal and I would eat it. Oh, that's good. You could put it on a flip-flop and I would still eat it. Um, but he was in the hospital for I want to say like almost two, three months. Okay. With COVID. Um, and is in, in the process of making his recovery now. So, I mean, he did recover, but it was definitely a lot of, there was some touch and go times in that guy's. And I'm not, it's not a personal, personal level. I know of the guy. Right. I, don't know, I don't know him personally, but I follow all their stuff. Like I'm friends with them all on Facebook too. So it was like, I gotcha. So I'm like, damn, like, that, you know, and the one thing I think I find strange 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 sorry um about it and i don't even know how true it all is because i don't know what you can believe at this point and what you can't um with, with what we're being told regardless of who's telling us true um is if you die and you're you test positive for covid regardless of what you die of they say on the you know they're they're listing mm-hmm. reasons as covid and i think yes I think that's a little bit shady, you know. Well, there is there is a federal <laughs> stipend or reward, if you will, that comes from that diagnosis at death. Oh, um, I just have, think that's, I think that's trash. Oh, it's 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 horrible. I mean, like you sit there and go, "Hey, I got stabbed in in the liver. I'm I'm internally bleeding." Oh, that's just the COVID talking. What? <laughs> like, yeah. No, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. That's the, that, I think that's one of the only things. And, and again, dude, I mean, we all have our own personal beliefs on, on what is happening. Uh, I think you and I had done an episode earlier on where I said, look, I'm not going to downplay any of the shit that's happening just because I didn't, you know, I, I feel for the people that are losing people to this. Right. You know, but the thing like, is that they're actually losing it to that, or is it getting marked up as losing it to that? I, from like the people that I mean, like I had a friend from the studio whose cousin died of it, and it was not it was not a uh, tested positive for it, but died of something else type thing. I gotcha. Um, <laughs> and for the people that go in for it, you like the people that are going to the ICU, and mm-hmm. and they're in for that, and right. So. Personally, I don't know that many, if any, like just the one, I think. But, you know, for the for the people that are losing anyone, and I feel, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, I would never downplay the flu. Like, No, yeah. I mean, that kills a ton of people, too. Or any of it. Like, any any kind of illness, I'm not going to downplay. Anything that's killing people. I'm just, I'm not just, because it's clearly fucking serious. It kills people. It's not a common I think, cold. I think the thing is that, <laughs> We're not downplaying that. We're downplaying that the information that we're fed. I don't even think we're really necessarily downplaying it. I think we're just not believing everything. Well, if anything, that it's how it's being said. Uh, that's the Although only thing I, I really will, tell you. Just... I've said it before and I will continue to say it. I am so tired of the friggin' experts that are everywhere that aren't yeah. real. You know, like that's, that's one of your bonuses of not being on social media is I've seen so many people that do not have a PhD, that are not an MD, that are, mm-hmm. excuse me, that are not a scientist, that mm-hmm. are like, 
Masks don't work. Why should I wear a mask? You got to wear a mask. Don't, I don't want yes. this on and on and on about like the, the two different sides. People telling me how severe it is, telling me how not severe it is. I'm like, you people have no fucking idea what you're talking about. I, I don't. I, <laughs> the cynical side of me, and I, I like to preface that as much as I possibly can, and being that I've had the opportunity to visit over 30 countries in four continents, um, I believe, and I'm probably going to get your podcast like freaking taken by the FBI or the CIA I or anything on this one. I believe I can fly. No. <laughs> but, um, I, no, no, yeah, no. <laughs> I believe it's a test of how far they can go with control and see who's going to listen and who's going to be a problem. Okay. I've seen it done in many countries before. I've seen it happen in many as a leader would put it, shithole countries, um, use information and tactics to control people and find out who's going to comply and who is not. Huh. I didn't even think of that. That's, I mean, that's one way to look at it. I don't. It's a hypothesis. It. I'm not yeah, saying it's happening. I'm saying it's a hypothesis of how it could happen or maybe did. I, I, I don't know. I, it's I don't just have a, a guess. thought on that. Like, I... I I don't want to have a thought on that. I, that's. Well, I mean, like, like I said, I mean, it's a catch twenty two because I've seen this and I've used similar tactics mm -hmm. in different countries to make sure that I can get a point across effectively. I think for me, part of it, part of me wants to not believe that because I don't want to think that we would do that here to our people. That, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just I, I get it. I get it. There's a lot of countries that, you know, also would say that too about their, their leadership. Um, right. The, the biggest one, and have you ever heard of a false flag? Yeah. Okay. The masters at it, North Korea. Right. I'm not saying it's exactly how it's happening, but I see snippets of it coming out and the characteristics are lining up. Okay. I don't know. Call me a conspiracy theorist, but I'm just saying. No, don't worry. There's millions of them. Holy I know. Shit. I know. But I mean, I, it's just something oh. I look at and, it, you know, like how we used to say things that make you go, hmm. Right. And you sit there and go, could it be happening or could it not be? I don't know. Right. I, I wish it did. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I just thought it's kind of like when, you know, with the conspiracies of 9-11, uh, where they're like, right. Oh, Oh, I mean, they're still going on. 9-11 was an inside job. I'm like, you mean to tell me you think our government went and killed fucking thousands of people just so we could it, start a war? Like, never, you, I, like, do you it could happen. I'm not saying that it's not a possibility. Yes, it's a possibility. It is a not a probability. It, it's plausible. Like, do you, but is that how you want to live your life thinking like that? That like, oh, we're, no, in, no, no. we're in this quote unquote free country and you think that our government is just, not you. I don't mean you. No, no, I gotcha. I know I'm saying you as a general statement. You, but you want to think that our government, how the fuck do you live a happy life like that? Like, yeah. you know, you're Mel, that's like Mel Gibson in that weird ass alien movie conspiracy shit where they're him and Joaquin Phoenix are wearing the fucking tinfoil hats. Signs. That's not called, the movie was called Science? No, signs as in. Signs. I thought you said science. Yeah. I'm like, that wasn't it. I was like, 
hashtag science. But that's that's that that that's the level of paranoia that I would end up having if that's my mindset going through every day thinking. Well, there yeah, there's a lot of people that have that paranoia mindset, and so I'm not. I mean, I'm nowhere near on that level. I just sit there and what we like to call, well, what I like to call is war game it. I sit there and go, well, what if X? Well, if X happened, what if Y? So I kind of like like to break things down to second, third, and fourth order effects because, you know, cause and effect. It's exactly how it happens. If one thing happens and as the cause, you're going to get a, a second effect and a third effect and a fourth effect. But I mean, you just sit there and think about it and go, what if they did do that? How would this play out? And I, I mean, I do it. I, it's just. But I think you also, you also look at things. First of all, you look at things logically. Um, and second, I try of all, to. you're also uh, you, you have to look at things because of what you've been through and do problem solving type. Like you're looking yeah. at things differently um, with different how how things could play out. I guess you could say, and, and mm-hmm. definitely have a different level of problem problem solving skills than your average American who just kind of like reads shit. And I don't want to necessarily just say goes on the internet. I mean, like read stuff because I, you right. know, there's plenty of people with a lot of knowledge that aren't getting it all from horseshit sources on the internet. Um, I know, You're right. I know plenty of smart people. They've been on my podcast. Uh, I've, you know, I've had people on here that are smart and, and do the research and do the legwork, but problem solving skills that you've been hand, you've been, that you've acquired in the past decade or more mm. are different than your average citizen. So, well, I mean, let, you, let me refer have to be civilian. Well, as of now, civilian, I can't wait to be a civilian. Oh God. I can't wait. <laughs> it's so much, it's so much fun to be a civilian. You get to deal with fucking cancel culture and you get to deal with people yelling at you. Uh, yeah. You, well, you, I mean, I deal with that now, so it doesn't matter. You to, well, yeah, but people they yell at you for different reasons. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it because they're your superior. But, You're uh, right. <laughs> like, God damn it, that guy just called me an asshole. So, hey, okay, move yeah. on. Good. Yeah. Next, you better hurry up because next he's gonna punch you in the ear. Yeah. Again. And that's not a fun thing to do. Again, <laughs> for the third time today. That shit sucks. Yeah, but maybe I should uh, learn. You know, there's there's so much more fun things to deal with as a civilian, like just people in general, dude. I like. Well, you know, it's gonna be. A and you very, can't even shoot them. I know it's a very large culture shock, and you know, I and you sit there and go, "Well, how's it a culture shock? You were a civilian before, right?" But for the twelve years that I wasn't, right? You're the the first two and a half, I was indoctrinated, so I was pretty much. I had my hard drive freaking wiped clean and I had a new operating system installed. Listen, (laughs) let's put it this way. For 12 years, you've been operating one way. If you take any person and say, okay, in the past 12 years, how have you changed? How has your mindset changed? How would you, ding dong. (laughs) That's the beauty of live radio. This isn't live. Oh. I mean, we're live now. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, we're not. It won't be live when they listen to it. That's true. That's yeah, right. It? Is, it is, is it a delivery? No, I think it's our neighbors. They want to be on Who the knows? podcast too? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think they're moving right now. To tell you the truth. Who knows what happens? What, into your house? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're moving away from the house across the street. Oh, they're moving. Yeah. Why are they they're at moving. your door? 
Anyway, uh, I, I don't know. I think they need a cup so, of sugar. But to go back, <laughs> most people want to borrow some ketchup. Well, some sugar. Maybe even ketchup. You want to borrow my car? You want um, a car? So, but think about it. Like, how much do people change over the course of 12 years? How much of people's thinking, like just an individual, how much is their mindset and their thinking changed in 12 years? Yeah. Well, you've been doing the same thing mm -hmm. for 12 years. Yes. So that's not a, you know, and, and not for nothing. It's, it's not a brainwashing thing. I don't, I don't want to say that, but you. Indoctrination. Huh? Indoctrination. People have to think, listen, your lives are at stake. Yes. So you need to think a certain way, all of you. Yes. Because if you don't, people die. Yeah, and then you get blamed for it, and then you go to jail. And that's not right. something I want to do. Let me rephrase that. People on your team die. Yes, and then you go to jail, and I don't want right. to do that. <laughs> yeah, see? So you do what you need to do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a different it's going to be a different situation. So what I'm trying to do right now is, is um, go into a fellowship program. So I don't know it's like is. an internship, but okay. you get paid for it. So like a paid, in, paid internship? Yeah, but they, they use fancy words like a fellowship. I don't know why. But anyways. That sounds very Robin Hood to me. Yeah, it's, it's a fellowship. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but um, Wait, so you're going to go live in the woods with a bunch of men in green tights? Well, I do that now. That's a, you know what? Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I don't think Never you mind. Tights, but that's fine. When it's cold, we have these things called silkies, and they're, they keep you very warm. They're very nice. Like Under Armour. Yeah. I think that's where <laughs> it came from, really, to tell you the truth. Anyways, back to the fellowship. So I'm trying to get into a company that does intelligence work for the government. Okay. So I'm kind of staying like in the military realm. Most of the people that work there are former military as it is. So I'd like to stay in that culture. So that way mm -hmm. I don't go to something that's so left field from the military mindset. Right. Where I can look at someone and go, hey, fuck base, shut up and yeah. not get called into HR, you know? Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you can't do that in a regular job anymore. I mean, I mean, even at the radio station that we used to work at, over 10 years ago, we could do it to each other, but it was kind I mean, of like... I mean, obviously you needed, to, you needed to know who you were doing it to, but yes. Right, but now people overhear it and then, well, the proverbial uh, shit hits the fan. So the fellowship I'm trying to do is trying to get me prepared to do somewhat civilian side thinking with a military safety net. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it keeps the culture happy and friendly. But you know what I mean. It just yeah. keeps you kind of like comfortable in your zone so you don't have to worry about saying something and having HR lose their mind. <laughs> I, I, I've been reading in between the lines of everything you're saying, and all I can come up with is you're going to work for the CIA. I don't know. No, no, it's not CIA. It's not anything like that. I'll be working for If a, it was CIA, dude, you couldn't fucking tell me? No, I, no, I, it's not. So, I mean, you wouldn't be able no to, that. even if it was true, you would still have to say, no, I'm just saying. Uh, I, I'm I visited it. You were the one that put conspiracy th theories on the table. <laughs> like, I'm telling you right now, if, you, if this was you and that was what you were going to do, you couldn't tell me. 
if if you were a cop and I asked on you on the podcast, you would you have, have to, to say yes. exactly what you're saying right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Oh, Joe, where's my air food? I, I need my little flashy thing. You don't remember any of this. Why do you have that? <laughs> it's the my men in black freaking mind eraser. Yeah, it's an it, it's a neuralizer. It's a, it's that's what the, that's yeah. what it was called. I didn't think it was real, and but I don't know. I just went from you talking about military stories to the CIA to you having a little flashy thing. I don't know what you're talking about, but look, look, watch, ready? Magic. Why is that magic? You fucking hit a switch and the light turned on. That's not magic. But it's now it's red. That's a, and now I'm blind. Don't you? Joey love doesn't share food. <laughs> don't you love how we're doing stuff that people can't see? We're doing visual things right now. That's amazing. Yeah. You're Ready? no, no, no. Let me rephrase that. You're doing visual things. I'm reciting one particular line from Friends. It, oh yeah, that's over and over, dude. I that's another rabbit hole or worm rabbit wormhole that I've gone down recently is like Friends. And actually, because I'm working from home, so I watch TV while I work. Mm -hmm. And Friends is on TBS like during the day. And I can't I, watch it. You can't watch Friends. I can't watch Friends. Why? You don't have TBS. No, I have TBS, but I just literally cannot watch that show. It's horrible. Oh, I love the show. I can't. I think it's great. I think it's fucking hilarious. And it's it's, it's right up there with the nonsense of uh, Seinfeld. I can't watch that either. Wasn't a Seinfeld fan. Did like Friends. Um, I think just because I like Matthew Perry and I like the character that Matt LeBlanc plays. So I gotcha. And, and like Jennifer Aniston's hot. So there's that. You know what? You know what's one thing is my my wife Whitney watches that show all the time, and every time like when I do see her watching it or something like that, and Jennifer Anderson is on, she always has hard nipples. Is it always cold? That was a theory back then, uh, when the show was out, that they kept the set cold because for that purpose. Well, wear a bra. But don't ask me, man. I think it. The, the I think the the the, the theory was for viewership but only her no uh, courtney cox too oh really i didn't know yeah, not I mean, every I not just... all the time but you know aniston definitely had it a little bit more but it was that was one of the things where they had you know, that was talked about all the time but, was it really all right mm -hmm. um okay at least i'm not the only one noticing it is what was funny is when friends was out like i know everybody i went to school with used to watch it um i can't watch it i just I didn't i just and i didn't but i think I became a fan of Matthew Perry after the show had already ended and I saw him in movies like he okay. the whole nine yards and the whole 10 yards with Bruce Willis. So it brought you back to friends after. And I was like, and I liked his style of his paranoid, weird comedy that he like his, his style mm -hmm. um, that he does. And he was in a movie with Selma Hayek and I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was fucking hilarious where like he ends up like hooking up with her on a one night stand and gets her pregnant. Oh, and she knocked up. <laughs> no, 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 that's a different movie. This oh. is before knocked up. So, but, but, and it's like you know, she's she's from Mexico. He's not, you know, and typecasting. Like Jeez. And the families get together and they're out on a boat. And at one point, like, you know, the the Matt Matthew Perry's family is sitting there, like caked in like sunscreen. Fools rush in, huh? Fools rush in. Yes. Great. The movie's hilarious, dude. And Love that Google one, machine. 
at one point the dude like the matthew perry's father the guy that plays his father is like mm -hmm. get into an argument with selma hayek's family he goes i don't know if you've noticed or not but the white people are melting out here <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're, down right. in mexico, nice. dude. they're like down in mexico on a lake in like a boat or like a houseboat or something but nice. it's it's a it, the movie's actually really really funny i'll have to check that out well i mean i, I like selma hayek as well it's hard not to but what you seen um grown-ups two and, and one right yeah 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 I, love, I unlike a lot of well there's a lot of people that like them i love adam sandler movies. i like most adam sandler movies let me refer. yeah i like adam sandler movies too uh i didn't but yeah, I, I mean she was she was very pretty in in grown-ups and grown-ups too yes yes uh the only adam sandler movie i, I refuse to watch is Lil nicky i know i can't watch that won't do that um but I think his his movies that stop where he stopped being like the the goofy character, kind of like the Waterboy-ish mm. character, mm -hmm. and played an actual role. I thought um, like with Big Daddy, both Grown Ups movies. Yeah, um, I liked Fifty First Dates. I think the, those movies that you know with him when he started his own like uh, production company named after his dad. There, it was um, Happy Madison Productions. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not, I don't think that's named after his dad. Those are two. Well, no, characters. sorry, not named after his dad, but the the opening credits for the Happy Madison stuff. That's his dad. Oh, okay. So you know he built that like, for based on his dad's. Like he would bring his real life situation because he wore t shirts and and like gym shorts to the set, yeah. and that's what he would shoot in as like a real person. Right. So yeah, he was building those like real person relatable characters mm -hmm. to 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 the movies, and I think he did a good job with it. I thought. Big Daddy, um, aside from all the comedy that's in it, the message is awesome. The grown, like the the coming of age type thing oh, that he does. Yeah. Um, I related to it. Uh, the, there's one. What the hell? He did a movie with Jennifer Aniston where he plays a dentist or a plastic uh, surgeon. Just go with it. Yes, dude, yep. that movie is fucking hilarious. Was was it Brooklyn Decker? I don't know. Was Brooklyn that the, the the blonde? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the kids, like the little girl is an aspiring actress and she, she talks in a British accent. Hey, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, great, now we're stuck with that. Yeah, now, now we're, we're stuck with that, that that's great. Yeah, and uh, Dave Matthews is in it too. Yes, yep. <laughs> As like a, a gay yeah. sailor or something like that. And the man that invented the iPod is what the oh, story that's I-Man, Yeah. the I-Man. Yeah, dude, that, I, I thought that movie was, was hilarious. That's a pretty um, good movie. I like Grown Ups more than I like Grown Ups 2, but Grown Ups 2 was still funny. I thought Shaq was in it. Huh? Shaq was in it, and so was Steve Austin. So, I mean, yes. like, well, the perfect. The thing, like, for me, like, Grown Ups was more of a, it made more sense to me. And Jay Giles' band. They were in it, too. Yes, they were there. Yes, thank you. Yeah, because they were in the second one. I know. Because Lenny Fader knows everybody. Hollywood. You, you're damn right. But I thought, see, I liked, I liked the first one more so because it was, the group of friends getting back together and going back and, and kind of reliving like what it was like when they were kids and what their kids are doing now. And yeah, you know, like the one line where it's like, you know, what would your father have done if he heard you even say the word gelato, you know, yeah. <laughs> and all that. it's pretty much like where we're at right now. 
Yeah, it, and, and it, it is. And it, you, get, you get together with your friends that you grew up with and what your kids have and what you and what we all did. And you're like, oh, and spending oh, the yeah. weekend at the, at the lake and doing just getting to get, although we didn't do that as kids, but, you know, going back to your hometown quote, and, and, and getting right. together with everybody. I liked, I liked that. The second one, it was, you know, he moved back. Mm. It was still good, but it was like, meh. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. Well, speaking of going back, I think in September, the family and I were coming up to New York. If you're allowed. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're you're trying. allowed to, but I can't definitely say I'll see you unless you're coming up for three weeks. Because yeah, at no, this point, you have to stay fucking home for two weeks. But how are they really going to know? I don't know. Exactly. Hey, did you know your mom got married? Oh, she did? <laughs> did you not know that? Surprise to me. Are you serious? I, I she was talking about it, but I don't know. It, whatever. <laughs> Your mom is Kathy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they. Yeah, she got married. Maybe you should no, send her I, a card or call I'm her. I'm just kidding. I, I knew. I was just. I just couldn't make it up there. <laughs> so you should call her. Maybe you should say hi. Congrats. No, yeah. We, we, who is this lady? What do you talk? What's her name? I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Kathy Monroe, I think it is now. I think yeah. I think that's what it's changed to now. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. Weird. Yeah. Does that mean my name changes? No, that doesn't work, right? No. That's not oh, how, okay. That's not how that goes. That's just checking. I don't know if like it connects with me and sometimes social media and changes it automatically. I don't I don't know. So um funny story. I'll wrap it up with this one. I'm ready. Um so Maddie, my youngest daughter, has a baby sister. You know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um her mother and her mother, she has two, like, they're, they're, two women are married. My ex-wife yep. is married to a woman. Yep. Uh, excuse me. We are all, we, we have a one, the three of us, the three adults have a wonderful relationship. Great co-parenting relationship. Um, get along great, can hang out. Like, we went for her, Maddie's 13th birthday. We went down to. Oh, my um, God, she's 13 already? <laughs> yeah, um, there's that. But we all Jeez. went down to, we went to camp, which is uh, Danielle, who is my ex-wife's wife. Her family has a camp down like in, in Cairo. Oh, okay. So we were down there and like, I went down with them, hung out with the family all day long. Had a great day, dude. Like we all get along. Everybody is just, nobody gives a shit about anything prior to now. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no weird vibes, no nothing. Good. So Maddie's youngest, Maddie's baby sister, who I believe is just over two years old. Um, starting to talk more, which I think is great because she just talks all the time now. And I'm like, <laughs> Maddie's like, she never stops. And I'm like, yeah, I know. You started when you were one and haven't shut the fuck up since. So, ta-da. I'm dealing with that at four years old right now, too. So, yeah, dude. We were like, Maddie's talking already. She's talking young. She's one. Dude, <laughs> my kid, since one. For the past 12 years, my daughter has not stopped talking. Anyway. That's, yeah. Anyway, so... Um, her baby sister is, it, you know, it, first of all, is adorable, um, but talks and talks and talks. Like, and it's, it's, so I go over there, Maddie goes, oh, watch this. I'm like, okay. She goes, she calls her baby sister. She's like, who's that? And she points at me. She goes, daddy. <laughs> calls me daddy. And we're like, we're, and we constantly, we're like, no, no, no. It's Dennis. It's D. It's, it, no, it's not, you know, not daddy. But because that's what Maddie calls me. Ah. Uh. And Maddie's around her all the time. 
And, you know, so, and I'm like, Maddie goes, I feel so bad. She's going to be so confused when she gets older. I'm like, she won't be that confused. Like right now it's, it's probably, she's trying to figure it all out. I was like, but when she's going to grow up around it. Or she's just going to go with it right now. And then someone's going to tell her and then she's, Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's right. But it's not, nothing is going to be weird for her because this is her normal. Like this is, right. gonna, this is the situation she's growing up in. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's kind of like with my oldest, with Robin, mm-hmm. the, the separation of parents is a lot different because my separation with her mother happened when Robin was only one. So she doesn't remember yes. that kind of stuff. Maddie's happened when she was seven. Yeah. So it's, you know, Maddie is more conscious of it and, and knows of it because she was, she, she wasn't a baby and, and aware. Yeah. Yeah. She was more aware of that where Robin has only known me and her mother apart. Right. You know, so, but it's not, you know, and, and she's funny. Cause she's like, I have to explain my fam my, my family situation to some friends and they <laughs> think it's weird. And I'm like, it's no different than, yo, this is like, it's literally like the show modern family. Like this is, is what it weird. is. Like, I'm not, I feel like, isn't it weird? I'm like, why would it be weird? Like, why? No, it's not weird. I, I, like I said, I love the dynamics that we have with me and Amanda and Danielle. I think that that works very well. Um, so there's that. Oh, and by the way, I'm single again. Oh, I'm not. I know you're married. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. No, I, I'm found out in a weird way to say the least to, Oh, okay. Like it was no conversation. Let's put it. You didn't know until you were told. (laughs) I didn't know until I got a text telling me that someone else was over there hanging out. Okay. Well, that's a fun. You know, you know, we were, we were social distancing and quarantining and all this shit, but you know, a lot of man suspect shit going on there. Life. It's always fun. There is so many stories that we will not share on the podcast for that one. Um, oh God, but I could, I could tell there's you. There's a, oh. you know, there's a lot with that. There's a lot of say as I do, do as I say, not as I do situation going on. Oh, all right. Mm. Okay. So anyway, Fair enough. Um, let's wrap it up. We're good. Thank you for jumping on today. Yay. God bless anybody that listened to the whole thing. You are amazing. Please share it with your friends and subscribe to it. And, and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Boomer's Especially still gonna... if you're in quarantine. Yes. Yeah, look at it. You got nothing else to do. Just listen to this shit. Yeah. I mean, wow. I, I, I did it. And I'm part of it. You look at that. So there we go. <laughs> we are done with this episode. Um, thank you. Bye. I ain't as good as I once was. My, how the years have flown. But there was a time back in my prime. Really hold my own If you want to fight tonight Guess those boys don't look all that tough I ain't as good as I once was But I'm as good once as I ever was